You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 21st show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. You're a local mortgage expert. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We can connect you with a guest. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at com. In studio for the first time, we have Brenda Reese, uh, Brenda Reese Coaching, LLC, releasing grudges and finding forgiveness. Thank you so much, Brenda, for coming in and sharing uh, with our listeners today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And a little bit about Brenda. Brenda Reese is a forgiveness coach who believes that forgiveness is a gift to yourself. There is magic in forgiveness process that Brenda shares with others. The magic of transformation through co-creating and the magic of compassion and caring. The gift of listening and finding those pesky patterns and beliefs that keep people holding grudges and feeling invisible are a couple of her superpowers. As is the case with most healers, she was exposed to things growing up that kept her seeking others' love and approval because she didn't know how to love herself. Through the abuse and neglect, she was able to rise from the ashes like the phoenix, which is her logo, and she discovered the transformative healing gifts of a forgiveness process that forever changed her life. And just to add to, um, I've actually been to a couple of Brenda's workshops, and it's just really amazing gift what you do, Brenda. And I've been to a lot of workshops, a lot of coaching and personal growth, and I've never seen anything as magical as what you took us through. So thank you. And I feel so blessed that you're here sharing with our listeners today. Thank you. This is exciting, Brenda. What a powerful thing, forgiveness. But as human beings, it's extremely hard and something I've had to learn in my life, uh, you know, wanting or needing actually for myself to forgive. So what do you think stops us from wanting to forgive people? So what we've found is that what can stop us is the fact that we have a mistaken idea about forgiveness, Mm -hmm. that we all feel that somehow we're going to be condoning or approving this behavior or the conduct that we perceive to be wrongful, Mm -hmm. and that can stop us from doing that. So, Brenda, what about the misconceptions of forgiveness? Oh, those lovely misconceptions <laughs> are, you know, that forgiveness, one thing that it's not, it's not condoning unkindness, mm-hmm. right? It's not condoning um, poor behavior. And, and that is something that people come to me about. It's like that I have, to, I have to put up with that. No, 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 you don't. And it's not about forgetting that something painful happened. I don't know about you, but I got like this computer in my head and it doesn't forget anything. Yeah. But what we can do is we can take the ick out of it. Mm -hmm. We can take that charge out of the experience. And the other thing is about it's, you know, one thing about forgiveness, it's not minimizing or it's not that we're that we've been hurt. Mm -hmm. Really, we have to we have to feel it. Yeah. To heal it. I like that. Yeah, and it's really important. That's one thing that we don't do. Yeah, and, and it's so important, and that's what you do in your live workshop is really get people to get to that place to where they are feeling it at the deepest level. Why? So that you can embrace it, you can learn from it, you can release from it. Again, not forgiving necessarily that person. Some people are deserving of it, and some people 
are not when we're talking about abuse and things like that that happen, but you have to forgive internally so that you can move on. Yes. I'd be curious, Brenda, what is your definition of forgiveness? It's kind of a confusing thing. Like, so what do you consider forgiveness? So I loved learning that in Aramaic, the definition of forgiveness is to untie the knot. Mm. Wow, that's really cool. I know, because how many of us feel that gut-wrenching, that knot in our stomach when we've done something wrong or we've been wronged? Mm -hmm. How many have had that? Yeah. And so we get to untie that knot. And the one thing that I love about forgiveness is learning. Stanford has a forgiveness project (laughs) that they have done. And in the Stanford Forgiveness Project, what they did was they came up with a list of things. And so I took off that list, these five things that really were pertinent to the work that I do. And one is forgiveness is taking back your power. Mm. And it's not giving it away by blaming. It's taking back your power. Yeah. Forgiveness is not is is taking responsibility for how you feel. Mm-hmm. Nobody can make us feel anything. And when we take personal responsibility, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is for you and not the offender. Because really all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that's really powerful because relationships are for healing, right? And so there's a mirror within our relationships that I go into in my forgiveness work that is pretty powerful when we can see that in the right context and not blame ourselves for it. And the other two are that forgiveness is a trainable skill. Mm-hmm. And that's what we learn in those workshops. Yes, yeah. And the other one is that forgiveness is a choice. And that's hard for some people. Yeah. And when you're able to get to that place of true forgiveness, then Ultimately, what ends up happening is anger turns into compassion, compassion for that person that wronged you because you finally have had that inner forgiveness, no matter what the abuse was. That's when you know that you've truly came to a place of forgiveness is when the anger turns into compassion. Is that true? Oh, that's so true. And that's beautifully said, Tina. Yeah. So let's talk about why it's so easy for people to hold grudges when it's hurt so bad to have that, that rope not untied. Exactly. (laughs) So grudges come with an identity. And I loved having this broken down as I learned it, because with a grudge, we know who we are. We know that we are a person who has been wronged. There's power in that. And even though we may feel kind of weird about that, Mm -hmm. it, it is true because there's a rightness and a strength in that identity. And because it's something that defines us, which is our anger Mm -hmm. and our victimhood. And in having that, this kind of gives us a solidness and a purpose in a very, in a, in a different way. And so that kind of gives us definition and it gives us a weight. And so to let go of our grudge, we have to be willing to let go of that identity. And I, I, I want to emphasize the word willing. Yes. Because yeah. it doesn't, it's a process. This is not an overnight thing. And it doesn't mean that somebody did something, that somebody didn't do something wrong. Mm-hmm. But it means that that we get to be just willing, like I say in my workshops, willing to be willing to be willing yes. <laughs> to take a look at this. <laughs> because some of them are really hard. Yeah. They're really hard. 
And it's not that you're giving up your story and what happened to you, but instead through embracing through forgiveness, it's still a part of you and always a part of you. But when you're sharing that story, it's coming from a different place. It's coming from helping someone through your story and what you learn from it instead of complaining about the story and the life that you've lived through. And so you're never releasing it. It's turning in from something hateful and angry to something beautiful and compassionate of the experience that you made through on the other side. Yeah, and that's beautifully said. Yeah. Thank you, because our stories are with us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our experiences are with us because that's who make how who we are today. Mm-hmm. And what it is is it's learning about it. It's information yeah. and taking the charge out of it so that we can look at it. Because a lot of people, when we hold on to grudges, we're looking for the deep, deep down that we matter. Yes. And, and that is kind of shocking for people when we can take off these layers and we can get down to really what's going on underneath. Mm-hmm. That can be what happens. And so really what we're looking for is that comfort. We're looking for that ease and peace that I matter. I make a difference. Yeah. I'm important. Yeah, your words and your self-talk um, and the story that you fabricate from that self-talk can pave your future. And you got to get to a point where you're, what is it, superior videre, it's a, I think Da Vinci said that, where it's believing is seeing as opposed to the other way around. Mm. So it's creating that path for your future. So I see what you mean by taking the power away because you're really, it's impacting you, not that person. So you're taking your power back to improve your future, which I think is so powerful. And I appreciate that so much, Brenda. Um, What are the other effects that you're seeing of holding a grudge for people's lives? Well, what happens when we hold that grudge is we bring that anger and that bitterness into every relationship that we have. Because wherever we go, there we are. And how we do anything is how we do everything. So I can't be angry over here at this one and and not bring some of that bitterness, right, Mm -hmm. that's inside me to another relationship. And that's important to really know. And then the other one, too, is that we can't be present. I mean, how many times have we been really mad at somebody else and we go to an event and we can't Mm -hmm. even really be present because our thoughts are over here somewhere else? Yeah. So that's really valuable to know. So, Brenda, is forgiveness really about that person or about the other person that wronged them? Yeah, this is good. (laughs) Because forgiveness is a commitment to a personalized process of change. Mm -hmm. It's personal. And... You know, what we can do is when we take that power back, it's really about us. And we get into that deeper through the forgiveness work where we go Mm -hmm. into the projecting and the mirroring because, oh, my gosh, when I discovered that, it changed my life so that I can take responsibility. But, you know, the good thing about this is when we do feel that, when when we're having a hard time forgiving somebody else, we can take that and we can feel the feelings We can write it out about Mm -hmm. it because it's really important to do that and really figure out what is this grudge costing me? What is it costing me mentally, emotionally, physically, Mm -hmm. spiritually? How much? And then what can I benefit? How how can I bring in the benefits of forgiveness? When we can do that, that really kind of takes the sting out of it. And how is it affecting you? And then how is it affecting everybody else around that you care about? Huge. Huge. Brenda, how do you feel about reconciling with the person that hurt you? Does that need to be something that happens for you to move forward positively mm. or not? Well, reconciliation means that you're forming a new relationship with that person. Mm. So forgiveness is a necessary precursor mm-hmm. to reconciling. It's necessary because without forgiveness, true reconciliation really cannot occur. 
but you do not have to reconcile to forgive. Mm. And that's the beauty, and that's what I learned because there was some painful past. Yeah. And, and there was no way I could reconcile safely with these people or wanted to. And I could still go through the forgiveness process. So, Brenda, what if you can't forgive someone? Mm. Forgiveness can be challenging. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it is a process. And when we feel stuck, we feel stuck. So, again, I'm going to belabor this. Feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. Allow those. We don't want to stay stuck in them. But we do want to allow the feelings. And we do want to walk in the other person's shoes, right? We do want to do the empathy thing, like, mm-hmm. like what we call in traditional forgiveness. But then we want to also switch it and do reframe it to where we can see the patterns and the behavior that's showing up. Like if I keep picking the same guy, that's what I was doing. That was my pattern. <laughs> I kept picking the same guy going, what is their problem? You know, and I keep having the same circumstances over and over again. It's like, wait a second, there's a pattern here. If I can get to the pattern and belief, then I can forgive. Yeah. Brenda, speaking of wearing the other shoes, I mean, we're humans. We all make mistakes. What if you're the person who needs forgiveness? Because sometimes we feel like we need to reconcile because maybe you didn't know what you've done to hurt somebody at some level, and maybe that affected you later down the path. How can we be the ones to, to mm-hmm. have that forgiveness? So honestly, assessing and acknowledging our wrongs, which is, goes back to taking responsibility, is really huge. And being able to not judge ourselves, ooh, that one's tough, yeah. but have compassion for ourselves, mm-hmm. and really walking in that person's shoes, but also walking in your own. Mm-hmm. What's going on with me? And if I'm truly sorry, let me make amends for that, for them and for me. And also know that really, really, really compassion for yourself and others is the key. Yeah. So always look at the compassion side, whether it's on your side or someone else's. So, Brenda, five tips to move on from a grudge as we wrap up our time. Yes, thank you. So the five tips that I recommend is pause. This allows us to respond versus react. When we react, when we feel hurt, right, it's a gut reaction. It's kind of an attack, and it's based on our beliefs and our wounds. When we respond, it comes from a place of calmness and healing. And then we can ask those questions um, when we can breathe first. That's the second one, right? Mm-hmm. Breathe gets us centered. When we can respond, we breathe. Then we ask, what is the outcome that I truly desire here? Mm-hmm. And then bring in that compassion. What could be going on with myself, right? Because I got stuff going on and they have stuff going on. So let me bring that in and then take an action, which is stepping away if needed, asking for time, stepping away, and then asking for clarity, this is huge. Yeah. We don't do it enough because I misunderstand what you're saying or what's mm. going on with you. And if I don't ask for clarity, I'm going to make up stories in my head. Yes. Mm-hmm. Those stories are right? never good. Yeah. And so, and, and get some help. If there's, if you're yeah. really stuck, really get some help from a therapist, a coach, yeah. you know, or, and sometimes a friend, but those can be hard too. Yeah. Brenda, thank you so much for coming in and uh, sharing your information with our listeners today. Thank you so much for having me. And if you're listening to the show and you're in that space of forgiveness, you feel that you need somebody to forgive you or you need to forgive someone else, reach out to the show at 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyara.com so I can connect you or we can connect you with Brenda and the workshop that she does. As just a a shout out here and ending, just want you to think about some of the amazing people in this world and why they're amazing and what they're doing in the world, where that came from. It came from the ability for them to forgive. Um, Just a shout out for 
for the Amber Alert. Coming up next on the Money Hour, stop talking about everything else and start talking about money. We have Teresa, Lieutenant of Reinventing Her Money, right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break.